as the crow flies on the Vance Crow Podcast. Thomas Evans, welcome up, to the podcast. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing great. So you and I met a few months back. Uh, you were my Uber driver from one side of town to the yeah. other, and we found yeah. out that we both lived in U City, University right. City is a part of St. Louis, and yes, uh, had a fantastic conversation. And now that coronavirus is going on, I'm trying to collect a whole bunch of different perspectives of people from all over the world, different backgrounds, different work. And I thought, man, I should give my buddy Thomas a call and hear what he's doing. So it is, what is it, April 14th, April 15th? It's uh, April 14th. The 14th, the 14th of April right now. And uh, right now, I got to say, man, this stuff has hit the economy hard. It has hit my pockets hard. It's hard for me to work because, you know, I'm doing Uber and Lyft. And when I met you around that time, the business was booming in the St. Louis area. Now... Nothing. We ain't getting no type of business for real doing Uber and Lyft. So what I used to make in 30 hours then, I would have to work almost 80 hours now to work. You know what I mean? So are you spending most of the time for your Uber, like just waiting for somebody to to hit, uh, they need a ride? Yeah, most of the time doing that. Outside of that, I have a few personal clients that I uh, uh, pick up and take different places on a regular basis. But So that, that helps out a lot, but... As far as Uber and doing Uber and Lyft, it's not as fun as it used to be. And so what's it like now if you do get a client, where where do they want to go? Are they where are you driving people when we're so in St. Louis, Missouri, we're under a stay at home order. The people that don't have essential jobs are at home. But it looks like there's a lot of cars out there. So where are you taking yeah. people? A lot of people have to go to different places of of course the grocery stores and Walmart. But most of the people that I take like I come to notice a lot of times in the morning when I drive, like let's say I got I wake up at two in the morning and I want, decide to turn on my app. I, I get a lot of calls for people that like a lot of older senior citizens that need to go to like get dialysis and stuff like that. So I get a lot of those like people that get tre- uh, uh, cancer treatments or people that got to go to the doctor real early in the morning and stuff like that. And a lot of people that got to go to work and stuff other than that. Other than that, I usually get a lot of people just going back and forth to the grocery stores, uh, convenient places like that to get essential items, of course. And so what is the price right now of an Uber relative to – because doesn't the price fluctuate depending on how much demand there is, stuff like that? Well, it also it, – it used to depend on uh, uh, if it was a particular event going on in a certain area. Let's say the Fox had a big show that night the uber prices will shoot up in that area just because people will be needing to get to that area or they need to be going home from that area right now it ain't nothing going on so the prices for ubers are just flat at flat rates right now flat rates and when people get in your car are they wearing a mask yeah 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 most people are definitely wearing masks i'm wearing masks myself when i'm in a car with anybody but i try to keep a, a least my, my windows ventilated and I try to just at least after every ride sanitize it lights all it down maybe uh, uh, scrub the floors if need be other than that I just try to wipe my whole car down almost after every trip so let's go back a little while like how did you figure out that coronavirus was going to be a big deal and when did you see it start impacting your driving so when I didn't so uh, my son's birthday was March the 3rd. He's, he actually lives in California. So I actually 
didn't realize how big it was until I got back from California and seeing that, okay, that's one of the few, one of the first places where a lot of the stuff was happening to that. And then probably, probably like a week later, like business just shut down. Like once that stay at home order and stuff uh, got into play, the, like the first week, business was a, man, it was like a ghost town some mornings and nights uh, in St. Louis. There wasn't nobody trying to get no rides anywhere unless they were going to work or like I said, to the doctor to get dialysis or something like that. The other day I was uh, out on my back patio and uh, somebody stopped by my house, which I haven't had happen in weeks. And my dog ran around the side of the house and, and like, I was like, where's my dog going? And then I saw this person and I was like, uh, instantly very like, what are you doing here? You know, this is, this is weird because I haven't seen a person in so long. Are you seeing that people are treating you differently because they are staying at home? Like, are people like me? Where they're like, I don't know if I should be talking well, to you. Well, you know what? One thing, like, uh, I notice a lot in my neighborhood. Uh, uh, I sit on the porch. I sit I, I'm doing a lot of yard work now. And I'm just noticing the amount of people just exercising around the neighborhood. That has, like, increased. It went from, like, maybe, like, a 10% to probably, like, 50% outside. People walking dogs. I'm like, I've never seen anybody. <laughs> uh, some of you people up, uh, walking up and down the street and stuff. So that's one thing that, and I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty friendly guy. And most of the people that I, you know, nod my head to and say hi to, they usually do it back and stuff. So it just surprised me that so many people are actively trying to do something since they can't do anything else but stay at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, what are people saying in your in your Uber ride? Are you having the same kinds of conversations that you were having before coronavirus kicked off, or are they totally different well, now? Well, well, uh, I mean, of course, the conversation is is still fresh and new. It's it's funny because a lot of people, all I really hear is people trying to like, what's the solution? You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that I really can't say that I, out of everybody that I've t- that talked to doing since. Uh, the coronavirus and stuff happened like with the Lyft and Uber riders man all they want to do is like what's the solution after all this after we stay at home for 30 days let's say the world world stays at home 30 40 days is are we just going to be able to go back outside and then everything's normal again you're just going to open back up like what what's what's really the process that we're going through we just we just everybody's in a state of confusion right now as to what's the plan is that's what I'm noticing throughout my rides and talking to people. So you're in an interesting position because you could be right now saying it's too dangerous. I need to stay at home. So I'm just going to stay at home because you essentially work not just for yourself, but you get to decide whether or not you turn that phone on that app on. Mm -hmm. So you, you are out there exposing yourself to getting Corona potentially. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? And what do you think of people that are, that are back at home, not doing it? Well, my my theory is, well, as far as why I'm doing it, right now I'm not doing it as much as I was when I met you, of course, because of business being decreased. And lately I've been like, man, I don't know if I really need to, you know, just keep exposing myself. So I've been on like a high age. I've been really just doing more personal clients than Uber and Lyft as far as right now and stuff. So because uh, uh, other than that right now, I look at it, this this whole situation has put me in a position to like really want to sit down and try to do 
something like this, like broadcasting and stuff. So I, I actually been doing a lot of reading, studying and trying to uh, figure out some tools to get me on this platform so I could be interviewing people and stuff like that versus doing Uber and Lyft, which is, of course, obviously risking my life, you know, to for the better good. I, I was looking at it at first. I'm taking uh, people to work and I'm doing a good deed for them. But at the same time, I got kids. I got a family. You know what I mean? I don't want to keep coming around and not knowing who's exposed to what and how is it transmitted. I do feel protected. I know I'm uh, safe right now. Uh, uh, I'm currently feeling fine and stuff like that. So I'm just at a point where I'm just confused as what's the next move for me and everybody else right now. So one of the things that I recall about us when we first met was that you seemed to be up on what, what was going on what was going on in the city, kind of what was happening all around. Where do you get your news? Right now, uh, right now, I've, I'm looking at YouTube. I, I look at articles shared on Facebook. Uh, I look at CNN sometimes, uh, Fox 2, Fox, I mean, uh, News 4, you know, uh, uh, Channel 5, Radio, Radio, Ricky Smiley Morning Show, stuff like that. And like, uh, are your friends all talking about coronavirus? Or are they on social media or texting? Oh yeah, and- oh yeah, yeah. Everybody, it's just the number one subject of the day. Because I mean, no sports are being played. You know what I mean? There ain't really nothing else to really talk about but this coronavirus. So it's definitely an intriguing conversation for everybody right now. What about um, Easter? So we just had it. There were people that that's a major holiday, like just up the street. I have a church that I'm sure it is overflowing every single year at this time. And then now they were like, you're not allowed to go in your in your area. Was that a big deal or now people understood or what? Well, people understood because of the epidemic, the pandemic that's going on with uh, what's being reported. So my church in particular, Olivet Missionary Baptist Church on 12200 New Oxford Road. We got a, 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 a YouTube page that we broadcast live. So our pastor just did a sermon, read scriptures, and, you know, we did everything online. We just live streamed everything. And it turned the, the turnout was pretty good as far as, like, who are, uh, how many people seen everything. So nobody was really protesting or anything, tripping like that. So that's a good thing. What about uh, as you were preparing for coronavirus or when you started to realize, like, hey, this is a big thing, wh- how, what did you respond with? Like, did you you go to the grocery store? How did you get ready? So so the first my first thing uh, instinct was, OK, let me clean my car out again. You know what I mean? Let me go ahead and quarantine this thing out to the point where, you know, I need to make sure I'm riding around in this thing every day. This is my place of business for the most part. I'm picking up maybe 20, 30 people a day at one point. You know what I mean? So that was my first mindset. And then I went to the grocery store and, you know, got a few things to eat. But, I, I mean, I, I did, I'm not as scared, per se, as everybody else, but I am a tad bit nervous about how it's going to affect us when everything is over with. You know what I mean? How will we be governed as a society? Because, I mean, how do you know, how do you know if the coronavirus is dead enough for people to still go out in the grocery stores and stuff like that and gyms and all these other restaurants and stuff. So I'm really more concerned with the after effect and what's going on right now. What do you, uh, 
What do you think about people being locked in their houses, right? You said people are out exercising, but I don't know about you, but when I was 18, 19 years old, if I had had to spend all of that time at home with my parents, like I, there'd have been problems. I, I mean, I was a little troublemaker. <laughs> well, I will, I will say this, uh, technology has came a long way. Uh, my my personal habit, one of my b- bad habits, is playing video games. I love playing video games. So if you're an introvert and you most of the friends that you do have are online, you can just hop on a party in a PlayStation and you can get sixteen of your buddies in there and you can play some Call of Duty or some NBA Two K and talk stuff, talk smack to each other. It'll feel like you. It'll feel like everybody is right next to each other already. So communicating with people is a lot better but you know it is kind of hard when you want to go out and just have a drink listen to some music or go see a movie and stuff it kind of sucks when you don't have the luxury of those things that you once had um how are your kids handling it well my kid well like i said my son is in california i mean they (laughs) funny thing is they kind of happy that they out of school but i was kind of telling them man i don't know if you want to miss out on school i this is this would be kind of this is kind of it's sad because kids are not going to be able to like go to prom. You know, you got kids that are not going to play the state championship games and stuff. So it's actually kind of sad for the kids and stuff when I'm thinking about it. But my kids are doing all right as far as like the pandemic that's going on. They will, they will take care of. Just happy, just happy to be able to play Fortnite as long as they want. <laughs> I mean, I think that kids are better prepared in today's day and age for than most adults. Like. They're like you were saying on video games, Minecraft, mm-hmm. like there are a lot of people that this is the first time they've ever done a video call and they're just figuring out how to right, hit the button. Right, right, like, right, right. <laughs> whereas like you, if you don't know, like, like uh, my parents, if they saw where I went on the internet to different message boards or to different YouTube channels, they would be completely <laughs> lost. And I'm sure the same way that if I tried to follow a 12 year old, wherever they're going on the internet, I would be oh, gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably wouldn't be able to catch up for sure because, I mean, the good thing about kids, they get to grow up around the technology that we just we just had to figure out. We had to read the instruction. But <laughs> they, they get a chance to just pick up the phone and press the buttons as many times as they want. So they very, they're more hands-on with everything nowadays, and that's pretty cool in a sense. But other than that, the kids are really good in this uh, predicament. We, it's just sad that they can't really go out and interact as much as they want to. So one thing that strikes me about somebody that drives is that you see all the different types of work that people go to, the different ways they dress. And I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably mm-hmm. picking up a certain type of person, whether they're going to the airport or something, but oh, yeah. you get to see how sophisticated all the different types of office buildings are. Are Is there anything that concerns you about these people not going into work right now? Like, what are you thinking about? How do you view the fact that there are so many people at home right now? I mean, my my biggest concern is, like, people still got to pay bills. You know what I mean? I feel bad for people that, I mean, if you, I, I get if you don't, uh, if you get not having to go to work, but you're still getting paid. But it's people getting laid and going home and not knowing if they'll be able to come back to work because their business is uh, uh, no longer exists. So I'm more concerned with the people. Uh, 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 that's in positions where they might not, they don't even know what their future holds as far as the, the work goes. Because, I mean, I, I, 
who's to say this this is over in the next 10, 20 days? You know what I mean? It, we don't even know how long this is going to last. So I feel bad for the people that's staying at home and don't have no other way but unemployment. And I don't even know how long that process takes for you to even get paid doing that. So that it, it really sucks, in my opinion, for them. For them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how our society will be able to handle it because, you know, people are not going to be able to pay their rent, right? They go to work yeah. right now to be able to wash dishes or do service or do whatever to be able to pay those bills, yeah. and now you're telling them they legally can't do it. Right, but at the same time, you can still got this past due check, uh, past due bill on the te- on the uh, living room table, and I'm like. It's not adding up. I can't go to work. I might go to jail if I go to work. You know what I mean? Like, that's sad. That's one of the worst situations that you can be in right now. What do you think about people taking on jobs like Instacart or, uh, you know, like doing the shopping stuff? I mean, because you're in the weird position where you know what it's like to make that decision. Am I going to expose myself to the disease or not get paid? I mean, that's, that's, that's the gift and the curse about the industry right now. The beautiful thing about it is you're helping somebody that's not able to get to the grocery store or that's not able to get from point A to point B. So, I mean, and then on the other hand, you risking your exposure to coming home to your family with some virus that you didn't even know you were exposed to. So it's, it's I mean, you know, it's like a yin and yang effect or something like that and stuff. And I'm, I'm really... I, I really can't answer that right now. We were talking before about how my wife is pregnant and uh, it completely changed my risk tolerance. Like, mm-hmm. like in a way that I never imagined it would, mm-hmm. you know, I always knew like, Oh, if you became a dad, you know, you have to take less risk, but I'm sitting there being like, what would happen if I brought this home to my family? What would happen if I caused those problems? Like I'm supposed to be the one that's making sure things work, not mm-hmm. messing things up. And I think that for a young guy, if I had been in my 20s, I'd have been running all over the place doing crazy, stupid mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as far as like, you know, that, I mean, you live and you learn, but that's easier said than done because this situation that we live in right now, this is this is brand new. Like we've seen it in plenty of movies uh, throughout our lifetime, but we didn't never expect, OK, this it's a virus going around here that actually might take my life. So it's like. Man, I gotta re- find a way to adapt to my environment overnight. You know what I mean? And it's not—it's not easy at all. And it's—it's—it's—I it's, I can understand why people are scared right now. With the way the media is portraying everything, I can understand why people got a sense of uh, what you just said, trying to be overprotective at certain parts, which you never even imagine you would even come to. So what I hear on the news is that this impacts the black community. It harder than the other communities. Have you heard this as well, or is this like something just my uh, that I'm hearing about? This is like it, it. What's crazy is this is something that I just started hearing. I didn't hear it more so when it first when a, when when the virus first you know started, but now that I'm hearing it, I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I don't hear it in my own community per se. I just hear this is what I hear from the from the media. 
I don't know what that means exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and I don't know. Like, so I've talked to some people that are geneticists, and they're like, it's really too early to be able to say this That's race of people. But then on the other hand, they also say it happens for comorbidities. So, like, if you have, if you're a smoker, or if you're overweight, or if you have, if you're old, right, 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 and, right, 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 right. Now, one one thing that I did here, like when they said it's it's if you have diabetes. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not good for that. Yeah, yeah it's that's not real good bad. For diabetes. That's big in the black community for sure. I can say that for myself. Like diabetes was uh, 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 one of the reasons my granny is no longer here. That's what she lived with for so many years and stuff like that. So when they said that, I can understand. I can understand where they would get that number from, but I don't know for for sure if that's you know what I'm saying if that's just the trend right now or if that's actually factual. You know what I mean? Who right now do you trust to to tell you about stuff that's going on with coronavirus? Do you have somebody that you're like, all right, like to <laughs> so be honest with you, man, I don't know, man. Like, like who can you trust? You know what I mean? You got professionals like Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil, man, and then you got uh Dr. Down the Street around the corner that could tell me one thing and this person could tell me another. I don't know who to believe. You know what I mean? I'm at the point where I need to really just find this information out on my own and i probably need to do some research on my own i just don't even know where to start you know what i mean i mean i think that's the hardest part because i so i've been doing this podcast you're my 33rd interview and i'll talk with some people like a scientist that thinks hey this is a really big deal this is like the black plague you know there's going to be death and destruction everywhere Mm -hmm. and you know i'll go upstairs to my wife and be like oh my god you know everything's burning down we got to go get more groceries and (laughs) Then a couple hours later, I'll talk with somebody else that'll be like, hey, you know, we've weathered this before and let's look at statistics and, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And for as much opportunity as I have to look into this, I can tell you, like, nobody actually knows. They have a hunch that it's either safer than we're treating it right now or it's much more dangerous than we're treating it right now. But nobody knows. And everybody is so confident that they do know. You're Mm -hmm. one of the first people that I've spoken with that's like, I don't know who to believe. And I think that's the only right I mean, answer. I mean, it really is. I mean, we're, we're, you, you, you heard uh, uh, China had the most deaths and now Italy had the most deaths. Now America has the most deaths. It came from a, a China. Uh, no, it came from America. It's like everybody pointing their finger left and right. And they're like, dang, are we really arguing about where this virus is coming from? Or are we really trying to figure out how to stop this thing from spreading any further than it needs to spread, you know what I'm saying? Because you're playing with our futures at this point. You know what I mean? Like at, at this point, it's sad. And like I said, that, that the, the thing that bothers me the most right now is like growing up in University City, where, uh, where we we find out we grew, uh, uh, we are both from the culture. Like people went to school because they got a chance to hang out with their friends and stuff, and they got a chance to figure out. If they want to go to uh, college in uh, California or New York or uh, uh, down south or uh, up north somewhere and stuff like that, it's stopping a lot of a generation from communicating with each other on the level. Oh, man, I did not think about that. So for people that don't know what he's talking about, University City is this very unique part of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where 
the the different cultures slam together. You have like the old school St. Louis culture. You got white culture on one side. You got black culture on another. And then you've got the students of Wash U. And then it runs as a major artery through town. So people come there anyway. It is a very interesting place. But if you don't let people out of their houses, there's nothing interesting about it. Right? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, you know, like picture me, picture us as kids, man. I was out going to parties and uh, having fun, you know, having a good time with people. We're not even going to be, kids are not even going to be able to hang out with each other for a while right now and stuff, depending on how long this is going on and stuff. Are you think they're following to- that? You think, you think, because, man, it had been, if I was 22, there's no way I would have stayed in. No way. Now, that's the thing. I don't think they're following it, but it, it is putting a hamper on how they can do things. You oh, know? Yeah, that's for sure. Because <laughs> it's not like you can be like, Mom, I'm going to go out for a couple hours. I'll be right back. Because Mom's going to be gotta, like, yeah, like, you, you got, got nowhere to go. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. It's stopping a lot of things. A lot of people from creating memories. You know what I mean? That yeah. Would be everlasting. So, that, I mean, I don't think that's fair to a lot of people. But, I mean, that, that's the that's the days where we're living in right now. How dangerous do you think the disease is for you to get? If you get it, do you think what are the now, chances? Me personally, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think if you are having complications already, like as far as like the diabetes or having anything like that, sickle cell and stuff like that, I think people more prone to having more, you know, serious side effects from the uh, illness. But I don't think like if. if not, let me knock on wood. I hope I don't get the uh, coronavirus. Or yeah. Anything, but I, I think if I did get it, I probably would be able to be it. You know, so that's, I'm confident enough to say that. I mean, I actually think you you have to be that way because I think there is some element of positivity and getting yourself up and dusting yourself off. But I don't think that protects you from some of the people just. They just get it and bad shit happens, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they could be a mar- I, I read about a marathon runner. That was like, you know, multiple marathons, super good shape, mm-hmm. bang, it got him. So some people it just picks out and grabs. But I think for the most part, you have to be mm-hmm. like, if I get it, my decision is I'm going to get myself healthy. Mm-hmm, most definitely. Like, I feel like if, 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 if Lord forbid that I get it or anybody else get it that surround me, I feel like we could beat it with remedies, uh, the proper medications and stuff like that. I think we will be able to. Uh, my immune system is strong enough to defeat that disease. So what, I don't know if you've heard about these people in like Raleigh, North Carolina, and there was one up in Vancouver I saw where they're protesting the stay-at-home orders, where they're saying, hey, it's our right to be able to assemble. We should be – and Vancouver's up in Canada, but like in Raleigh, North Carolina, they're saying we're going to have a protest and ignore the governor's order because we want to push back on the fact that you're telling us that we have to stay home. Have you heard about oh, this wow. stuff? No, I, I haven't heard about that. That's new to me. I mean, it's crazy, right? Because you have people that they could potentially be spreading the disease. Then you have police officers that in order to stop them from protesting, have to potentially expose themselves to it the sells- disease. Exactly. You also have a First Amendment right where people are allowed to gather. So it's like... Do we really want to destroy the Constitution? Right. That's right now. It's not the time to be playing with the Constitution because (laughs) with with what's going on, one one wrong assembly could trigger something bigger happening that will affect everybody. You know what I mean? You know, they might have to rush and change the, uh, the the amendment if something happens to the point where they have to govern up 
the uh, 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 the people correctly. You know what I mean? And their eyes and stuff versus from what we see. Well, like, I, I think you and I, I both both being in, in University City have an interesting view on this because we were both around when Ferguson started lighting on fire. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. that is very present on my mind. I want to avoid mob action at all costs. Oh, yeah. Now, now we don't. We definitely don't need mob action. Like, that situation versus this situation is totally different for that type of action. Now, I don't... I don't think the coronavirus has got us to the point where I hope not. God we, no. We rage, I, I don't, I, the coronavirus has not put rage in people's hearts right now and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people are mad because this, a lot of people are dying right now, right? And who's to say that coronavirus was the reason for it? Is, are they just writing it on there because that's the big news story right now on, on, on these death certificates are people really dying from the coronavirus or effects from cancer effects from uh uh, uh like they had a weakened immune system like and that. this thing knocked him out but anything yeah. would have knocked him out yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm not too sure about that's what's really bothering me i don't want corona to justify every death that's going on in america right now because i feel like that's what it really is doing because a lot of people are dying and maybe it is Corona, and maybe it's something else. But it's sad to say that this family can't even come see this person because the they died from the coronavirus, and you're not allowed to be close to this person anymore. I mean, I actually have tried to check myself when uh, when I'm start being like, "Well, I can't do that because of coronavirus," and then I'm like, "Wait a second, are you using this thing?" as a crutch to be able to get you to not do the things that you know you should be doing. That's and, what I'm saying. And like, that's an easy trap to fall in. It's an easy trap mm -hmm. for governments to fall in. It's easy trap for business owners, but also just regular people. Not for sure. And, it, and it's, it's scary at this point, because like I said, everybody's in a state of confusion right now. And if we don't stick together, if we keep pointing the finger right now, ain't no telling how long this is going to last. You know what I mean? Uh, you look at the presidential elections coming up here. Do you, do you think that there should be a big change? They should change the direction we're headed in, or do you think no? We gotta keep in the same vein that we've been going. Are we even going to have a presidential election uh, this year? That's that's another. You're the first person to say, to actually ask that that I've heard. Like, I know people have like, been like, I don't know. All right. I mean, because like at, at this point, I don't know if it's I don't even know if it's going to be able we will be able to vote in time if this epidemic like we don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, who's are uh, we going to be voting off of Google uh, uh, accounts uh, when it's time to vote? And uh, as far as like the uh, election goes, I mean, I I'm not sure. I asked the question again. Let me, let me, I, I'm, I'm going to need you to ask me that question one more time. Do you think uh, that we are headed in the direction where you want to keep the same kind of president? It's kind of go the Trump route or go a route that's different, Biden. And do you feel like, I mean, you kind of answered it by being like, I don't even know if we're going to have an election, which says <laughs> right. something about it, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that plays a lot into it. And I mean... I, I want what's best for the country because I'm here, you know what I mean? But I don't know what's the best option right now uh, to who's running the country. My biggest thing right now, 
I actually need to get my lack of knowledge on the Congress members is is what I need to be focusing on as far as like the the presidential election is not really what's well. Like in our case, our city aldermen became super important, right? Those are the guys that started making it. So they were saying whether you could come out of your house or not. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like who is the mayors and uh, who's the aldermen in certain districts that you're living in and stuff like that? Who's going to these Congress meetings with the Democrats and the Republican putting together these bills for us as a society to vote on. You know what I mean? We need a better voice in our communities first. And then, like, I mean, Trump ain't, I mean, I, Trump ain't really done nothing that I can say that uh, I didn't see them do. You know what I mean? I didn't see Trump go to war or anything like that. I don't, I don't see Trump on the front lines at these hospitals. Uh, giving out medical supplies or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, at this point, like, a president is the last thing on my mind and stuff. I need to know about the people that's in the community more as far as, like, the uh, the congressmen and our uh, uh, districts and stuff. So for some reason, Thomas and I were knocked off and we weren't able to reconnect. And I know he had to get back to some work. So I decided that I'm just going to go ahead and publish this in whole. I'm sorry we couldn't keep that conversation going, but I really enjoyed Thomas a whole bunch. So I'm fairly certain I will have him back uh, when I can. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back tomorrow.